celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Your entire dream team is here to answer your questions. Dr. Debbie with your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, and Vlade the world famous Russian dog wizard. All here at your beck and call. Also today, just a few minutes, the author of the book, Who Moved My Mouse? A Self-Help Book for Cats. <laughs> I just love that title. It is. It's, uh, that's why I booked her immediately. I love that title. Also, we're looking for a Dodge Journey pet destination. If you have a special place you like to take your dog, your cat, uh, your chinchilla, wherever it is, call us at one 405 8405 Tell us, and we'll reward you with prizes for your dog, cat, or chinchilla. We'd have to order the chinchilla prizes. Yeah, I don't think we have any in the closet. <laughs> They're not stocked and ready. Yeah. That's uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Now, when we last, uh, you last left the show last week, you were just about to put your hands inside ferret and take care of ferret. You were doing yeah, ferret surgery. True. What was? How did yeah. that go? It went really well. Um, we ended up uh, finding a tumor in the pancreas, uh, removed that, where we took out the spleen. Um, I, I did put some things back in the little critter okay. <laughs> to take everything out. Okay. Um, but she's doing really well. She's recovering nicely and uh, had a little post-op diabetes that we dealt with, but uh, she seems to be on the mend, so doing pretty good. And today you're dealing with uh, a dog that has glaucoma, is that correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a basset hound, really beautiful dog. Um, owners just woke up the other day, and all of a sudden the dog was blind. Wow. He had white-colored eyes, uh, couldn't get around. That really happens right up. overnight, just like that? It does, yeah. Mm. And actually, this dog had a primary glaucoma, so kind of prone to the breed. Um, so and you know what glaucoma is, Hal, right? Sure. Well, sort of, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's basically when the pressures in the eye get really high, so the fluid builds up and it's just kind of constricted by the globe itself. Oh. Um, so it's really painful. Um, and, and is it mostly have, older animals that get this, or is it can be any animal? You know, it really can be any age because there is a good amount of dogs that have this. Uh, it's a congenital problem. So in certain breeds of dog, we can see it very commonly, like the Basset Hound, Beagles, mm. Chow Chows, Jack Russell Terriers, among some of those. So it's um, pretty common in those, and it really can come on all of a sudden. Um, this poor guy, it happened in both eyes, but sometimes it just happens in one eye um, gradually and then the other eye later in time. Do you see it in cats and birds? You know, we don't see it as often in cats. Um, in it, it does happen in cats, but it's usually a secondary problem. So something else is wrong in the eye, and the glaucoma comes along. Hmm. Uh, for birds, I, I, you know, that's a great question. I don't believe I've ever seen one unless it was secondary to a tumor in the hmm. eye. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely it's a tough disease. You know, is it, it treatable? It How is it treated? It is treatable, um, but it is not um, something we can cure. So we treat it with medicines um, as drops, um, injections. Um, and uh, even oral medications. And uh, we try to control those pressures to the best of our ability, but we realize in many dogs, uh, we just can't win that battle. And when the pressure gets too high, the Mm. pain gets too high, um, there are salvage procedures where we actually remove the eye surgically. Um, And it sounds horrible, but it actually can create a very um, comfortable pet once we remove that uh, Mm. eye. But uh, we try every avenue that we can before that. Of course, of course. Okay. Good to learn a little more about that. I learned so much on this show. one 405 8405 if you want to connect with any one of the Dream Team. 
This week, if you, uh, yes you, looking down at your radio, want to tell us where you like to take your pet, your uh, dog, your cat, your iguana, your flamingo, wherever it is, a restaurant, (laughs) a park, a beach, let us know where it is. We'll put it up on the website. It'll become a Dodge Journey pet destination, and in return... We will give you, if it's a dog, we'll give you dog prizes. If it's a cat, we'll give you cat prizes. If it's an iguana, we'll go out and buy iguana prizes because we're flat out of iguana prizes in the prize closet yeah. right now. <laughs> but we'll get you something. A one 405 8405 for your Dodge Journey pet destination right now. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together. Well, you're awesome. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Did I knock over the cat food bowl there? Yes, I was wondering what that was. I was sorry about that. You should see the studio. It has, well, we have cats. We have studio cats. So and don't forget Ladybug the dog. The dog. Ladybug the studio stuff. Cats, dogs. You know. Yeah. I'll give my bird in one day. Yeah, you should. That'd be fun. We are six dogs lighter this week <laughs> as Mark, our friend Mark Duchel, has left, uh, left the studio after an extended visit here at Animal Radio. And he has one dog, an 18-year-old dog, Berkeley. Who's uh looks worse for the wear, you yeah, know. I mean he's he, he likes life still, you know. Yeah, he's, he's not he doesn't want to go yet. He's not ready. But he does well, um, come on at at eighteen that's he, that's a lot. Know, that's that's a exactly. That's that's my grandmother and, and she passed away, you know. Yeah. At eighteen? That's pretty young. Oh, at eight oh I get it. The equivalent now. Figure it out. Dog, dog, dog years. Dog years. Yes. Berkeley has a little haze over his eyes, and I'm not sure if it's glycoma. He was still seeing, though. He's, could he see? Oh, he saw a little ladybug, and i never seen that little stiff dog move so fast <laughs> running towards her as best he could. He saw her. And let's take a call for Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Frank. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. What's going on with your dog? Well, uh, you know, every time my wife talks to me or uh, if someone is outside... This dog will bark like you would not believe. Your dog is probably very jealous. Is it female or male? It's a male. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, okay. he's possessive of me, you know, but the thing is, if, if someone uh, drives up in the driveway or, I mean, on the outside... I believe it. I believe it. What you know, if it was a girl, a female, excuse me, dog, or, and you, I would believe it. But this relationship, a little bit, uh, sounds to me strange. It's a male and male. Uh, it's not too often happening. It's a very cross cross uh, gender. It's very common. I'm not sure in, in the human culture. I, I, I have to be careful on that. Uh, so Judy, don't look at me like that. I know I have to keep my mouth shut. Yes, but, be careful. Uh, it, Yes, but in regarding to the dogs, it's a very, in human, it is a very, very unlikely, uh, the things like this. You, you really have an interesting situation. Yeah, my, my dog believes that, uh, you know, she's my wife. So when I'm with my wife, you know, uh-huh. sitting on the couch or in the bed or whatever, I mean, this, my dog can demonstratively turn her butt 
toward me, toward us, or even leave the room. She just doesn't like it at all. Mm. But yeah, in your situation, it's very common. Okay, we can accept it, or we can deal with these things. It depends if you feel this is the problem. Tell me, Frank, is it the problem for you? Dog barks at you if your wife, uh, whatever, is uh, messing with you or something. No, it's not a problem. But the thing is, and then as soon as she starts talking to me, he starts barking. And then I can't yeah, do I think it's think. a problem. I think it's for me. It would be a problem, Frank. Let me help you to resolve this problem. Well, as usually, Vladi's approach, uh, you know, which is my approach. Sometimes I talk about myself in the third phase. I hope it's okay, uh, senior producer. And uh, and uh, uh, you know, my approach is I always like to address the cause, and I would like to attack the symptoms. And it's going to be synergistic double punch approach in order. To address the uh, See, he's symptom. right now. There's someone outside. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I wish I would walking. be around. You know, I wish I would be around. Your dog must shut up. He has a too big mouth. Okay, uh-huh. when I talk, everybody needs to be quiet. So here is what I would do if I were in your room. Number one, I would definitely would stop him from barking because I have no time for this uh, BS. So what I would do, I would use uh, one of two approaches. I would grab uh, not chair or table. I would grab uh, uh, Pepsi Cola can. If you are in Midwest, you know what the pop yes. pop can means. I would put five six pennies inside. I'm not going to shake it. I gotta toss it next to him sharply as I make the sound. Ah, push back. And that's next to him. He it's gonna startle him. People don't send me hate emails because I say the truth as it is. It's nothing about to scare the dog. It's just about startle him into the attention. That's what you will do. And uh, you also can use a high tech solution. I like in this situation. Use device by name. Pet convincer, you can Google it. And once you stop it, you know, we could talk. And after that, what I would talk with you about, I would say, listen, here is what I want you to do. I want you to be the bad cop and for a while I be your wife and your wife be a good cop for a while. What I, what I would, what I mean by that, I would, I would let my wife to take care of my dog, really. I would ask my wife to feed my dog. I would, I would ask my wife maybe allow the dog jump on the furniture. Yes, hell, don't look at me like that next to her, that's uh-huh. exceptions, guy is running not under normal circumstance, I would ask my wife to take the dog with her um, to pick up the milk across the, uh, across the corner, you know, to the shop uh, store, whatever you call it in English, so that's what I would do, I would create a social bond, but you have to be a little bit bitchy, right. uh, yeah, uh, you, you, you have to be like a queen bitch, you, you have to give the cold shoulder, you should, uh, you know, no touch type of the attitude toward the dog, and uh, basically the only attention dog gets from you a little bit through obedience training that also would put you and her in the good uh, in the good shape. Uh, what breed of the dog you said? Pretty quick, please. Uh, Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu, yeah. Uh, for Shih Tzu, I would use very small, tiny, pinch collar by company Herm Springer, and I would put this collar nicely adjusted, and I would put the fin leash and teach her walk with me properly, because walking, if you, if you walk your dog and the dog is behind you on the slack leash, that will obey you just like that, and especially down and sit stays important. So that's what I would do, and that's what I would ask my wife to do. That would put you in the better position, but if bad things comes again, if your dog barks, I would use or pet convincer, one convincing air blast, pet, pet behaviors in the past, or I would toss 
next to her pop can with the with the peonies. It's create a lot of noise, it startle her in the attention. But if you do uh, the things which I asked you before, that's where going to be most comprehensive approach because you're addressing the symptoms and attacking the cause as well. Everything at the same time. Thank you so much for your call today. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. And, of course, we get a lot of food samples here at Animal Radio. We can be pretty picky about what we select to feed Ladybug. And she's pretty picky herself. Yes, she is. We, uh, we give her Stella and Chewies not only because it's a food that she just loves... She also doesn't know that it's good ingredients, but I know that it's good ingredients. It's sort of like that, what, kick cereal? Yeah, flavor. don't tell don't her tell it's them. good for her. It's made with raw USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. If you want to get the official food of Animal Radio's Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog, visit StellaAndChewies.com. And if you'd like a free sample, I can hook you up. Send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I'll send you some Stella and Chewies right back to you. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Long Island, a dog named Bentley took his owner's car for a joyride and ended up crashing into a coffee shop. The 50-pound dog's owner, musician Brian Mayer, said he just wanted to keep his best friend warm, so he left his car running while he ran into the Cool Beans Coffee House to sign up for an open mic night. The next thing I knew, Mayer explains, I looked up to see my van coming at me in the window with Bentley in the driver's seat grinning at me. Luckily, there were no injuries, although a window and some patio furniture were damaged. Bentley seemed to enjoy the ride, wagging his tail happily after he got out. The owner of the coffee shop took it all in stride, calling Bentley a really sweet dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Your trips to the pet store are over. PetFlow.com has the largest selection of premium pet food on the Internet where you can browse by brands and find the items you need at discount prices. With PetFlow.com, you can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. No last-minute trips carrying heavy pet food. Eliminate the hassle of buying pet food. Get free shipping on every order over $59. Enter the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. 
treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. to connect with any one of the dream team here at Animal Radio. The uh, whole team in place, Dr. JB answering your vet medical questions, groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and our pet travel expert Susan Sims, and let us not forget Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Help you with any dog issues you might have. Let's take another one for Dr. Debbie, and we have Maureen on the phone. Hi, Maureen. Hi, there. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Reading, Pennsylvania. Love Reading, W-E-E-U, our affiliate there. Yes, that's correct. I have Dr. Debbie right here. Come on over, Dr. Debbie. All right. I'm pushing him aside here. (laughs) Hi, Dr. Debbie. I'm calling because I have a new rescue pup, and I even have what they call the brake brake fast bowl, and she just takes down, chows down this food, and it's small kibbles like you would not believe. And I'm wondering what I can do to, to stop that. Because I'm afraid it's not good for her, and I'm afraid she's going to get, um, I think, I think, I'm trying to think of the terminology when a dog ingests food and they don't chew it well. They can, we do worry about bloat if a pet eats really bloat. fast and gorgeous That's the right himself. word, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, is she currently having any health problems with it, or you're just being cautious and, and being proactive? I'm being proactive about it, and, I, and I'm, and I, to be honest with you, I'm lifting her face even away from this bowl because I'm afraid that she's going to throw up because she just ingests this. She, she ingests this like, like she's never eaten before. Okay. And she's how old? One to one and a half. And do you have other dogs, or is she the only one? I do have another dog, yes, and that other dog is eight. Yes. Okay. And are they fed together and out of the same bowl, different bowls? Oh, they're fed out of different bowls. Absolutely, yes. Okay, good. All right. Well, the first thing that I'll say is that there is definitely, it's well recognized that sometimes pets that are adopted or that come from, oh, tough beginnings can sometimes have issues with food when it comes to eating and eating it all up very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Some of it we don't know what experiences, you know, the pet had on the road uh, beforehand. Exactly. But it can can leave some impact mentally. So some, some tips definitely that um, that bowl that you're referring to is kind of a cool bowl that um, – some people make their own at home, but it's actually a pre-made bowl that has little like uh, pegs that kind of sit up, yeah. stick up from the bottom yeah. of the bowl. So the idea is it slows down how fast the pet can ingest the food from the bowl. Uh, some people will just overturn cups and put them inside the bowl, and you can do the same thing at home. But if we're still doing uh, that behavior, um, the other strategies that we can try now <laughs> doesn't work for every dog. Some dogs, I will try to switch them over to free feeding or open feeding. Because part of the concern is that, oh, my God, this food's going to be gone and I'm not going to have any. Okay. Um, it only works for certain dogs, and I usually prefer it to be in a single dog home. Um, okay. Because then we have less worry about resource competition. Um, trying okay. To eat your food really fast so the other dog can't get to it. Well, the other and, dog doesn't go anywhere near her bowl. She goes near the other dog's bowl. 
Sure, sure. And what we have to recognize is that she, for whatever reason, has concerns about that food not being there um, when she gets back or that it's going to be taken away from her. So um, we need to do whatever we can to reassure her of that. So um, a lot of times I'll try to practice... uh, quiet behaviors before feeding just to kind of help resume some control and to decrease the pet's anxiety. So something simple like saying, okay, the food's sitting in front of you. Let's practice a sit or a shake paw. And then you give a command to say, okay, it's all right to eat. Um, That helps to kind of connect the dog to say, all right, everything's okay. The food's there. And it kind of diverts the mind. So that's one just training thing. But otherwise, other strategies, we can go to giving food in other ways so that she has to kind of work for it. Um, there's a lot of different toys out there, uh, the Kong toys, the Busy Buddy toys, where you can put the actual pet's food inside toy items, and it gives them something to do, gives them a little more time um, to ingest the food, and it kind of makes it a little bit more interactive and fun. So that's okay. one way also to kind of make mealtime stretch out a little bit and to make it a little bit more fun. I've had some folks hiding food in the house. Um, yeah, you just got to watch for that really determined dog like probably my Labrador that would probably eat um, through furniture under carpet to get to the food. So Okay. Um, but I think that, you know, that and just being patient uh, and uh, giving her a little extra time, uh, being watchful for your other dog, because even if the other dog isn't physically going into that bowl, sometimes uh, that psychological just fear yeah. or stress that the other dog might. So you may consider feeding them separately just to kind of ease her mind. Okay. Thank you very so, much. Thank you, Maureen, You're for your call. Right. Okay, bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team right now. now. Let's take another call for Animal Communicator Joy Turner. We have Cynthia on the phones. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, how are you? What's going on? Um, recently, we lost our dog. She's a, she was a 13-year-old lab, Shusha, and I heard her on the radio, and I got very interested in finding out some more about us, about our our family pet. Okay. When you say lost, you mean she passed over? Um, she had two very serious illnesses. She had, became diabetic in 2007, and in 2009, she developed megazophagus, which was very, very hard to treat. And I... I had lost my job at the same time, which I think was a godsend. <laughs> I had time to care for her and her illness. And the day we moved, she got so stressed out, and I don't think she could handle the move. So she had a, her blood sugar dropped so low to the point where she was having organ failure and some other issues. And we decided that we didn't want to let her suffer any longer. Okay. So, and that hurt me to this day. Okay, and you said her name is Shusha? Correct. She, we've taken her from a friend. She was already five years old when we took her. And, and Shusha, she was our baby. <laughs> Shusha says she knows she was your baby. She knows she was the love of your life. I was with her, and she was unconscious. And when they did the procedure, it's like she pushed my arm with her nose, kind of a, I know you're here. Yes. To me, it was like a goodbye acknowledgement saying, I know you did the best you could. Yes. She said all of those things are true. She knows that you did everything for her that you could. It wasn't your fault, she says, that you got or that she got sick. It wasn't your fault. She thinks you did everything you possibly could, and she really appreciates 
you being willing to make the sacrifice of letting her go for her best interest, which is what she felt you did. That's what I needed to hear, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, she absolutely does not hold you responsible for any bad thing at all. She holds you responsible for lots and lots of good things that happened in her life. She was very loyal to our three-year-old, which, like when I wasn't around, I'm sure she was always watching over her. Yes, actually, she was. She says, and she still is from her spirit self. Oh, She's good. always going to watch over that baby. <laughs> That's good to hear. Thank you so much for your call today. All right. Appreciate it. one 405 8405 to connect with animal communicator Joy Turner or any one of the Dream Team. And now we have one for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Mel. Welcome to the show. Hi there. What's going on? Uh, we have a chinchilla. Uh, oh, probably about cool. 10 years old. And she's pretty much stopped chewing on things like she normally used to. Okay. And it looks like her teeth are getting a little longer. Mm, okay. uh, she she does still eat, you know, like her regular food and hay, but, uh, you know, she's drooling a lot and seems to be drinking a lot more water. Oh, okay. She is drooling, so she's getting a little stained on her face with that? Yep. Yeah, and I don't know uh, if it's just because of the way she's drinking and drinking a much, it seems like a lot more. All right. Now, normally people with rodents would say, oh, my God, they chew a lot already. So it's good when they don't chew. Um, but in this situation, especially since you were describing that she's having drooling, gosh, um, I'd say the number one thing we need to do is a good dental exam on her. Um, the front teeth, the incisors are one thing, but the back teeth, the molars and uh, chinchillas as well as rabbits can really be a huge problem. They are continually growing and they continually wear the opposing teeth down. Um, if they start to get little spikes and overgrow in aspects, that creates cheek pain or it can even entrap the tongue. Um, so it can be quite serious and um, if we're giving up on some of those chewing items or some of the different hay items, uh, those are some of the first signs that I say that we need to get a good look inside that oral cavity and, and evaluate those teeth. Um, many chinchillas do need to have their teeth trimmed. Um, so um, getting a good look is part of it. Um, and then doing any kind of uh, uh, dental care that we might need to trim the teeth or, heaven forbid, if there's any bad ones that are actually uh, creating abscesses, then extracting those, surgically extracting those would be the way to proceed there. But uh, I'd say definitely the first thing I would do is get a good look inside that mouth and, uh, you know, make sure your veterinarian's comfortable looking at chinchilla mouths because um, they are a little interesting little critters and they got a lot of crooked little teeth in that mouth and it can be... Um, can be very overwhelming if, uh, if they're not comfortable with that. Got it. They're soft, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. They do make gloves out of them. <laughs> they do make gloves. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, not this one. What is, their no. No- what is their normal lifespan, Dr. Debbie? You know, actually, your baby sounds like we're already pretty much in the in the older years of uh, chinchillas. So, yeah, I do see them living 8, 10, 12 years. Um, but, uh, uh, certainly uh, hope that your baby sees many more years beyond that. Thanks for your call today. 1-866-405-8405, whether it be flamingos or chinchillas or uh, whatever it is, Dr. Debbie can handle it. Vinnie Penn coming at you on Animal Radio. Hope you're enjoying your day. Uh, I want to talk to you about a dog uh, that lives in the house on the other, through my backyard, into the backyard beyond mine, and next door. He's a dog I'd like to name Rooster. I'd like to go over and meet this family. They've only lived there for two years now. 
and I, and find out the name of the dog and, and say, might I suggest you change his name from King or, or Rover or whatever it is to Rooster? Because he just loves to wake up the neighborhood, doesn't he? Loves to do it like we're all living in the country. Rooster just wants to be out there barking soon as the sun comes up. When the sun comes up, does it make Rooster have to move his bowels? Is that what it is? Is the sun an instigator for a bowel movement? Because it's the same time every morning. The owners don't seem to mind. They let Rooster go and go and go and go. I think if he stopped, they would actually come out and hit Rooster's snooze button to get him to go all over again. Same time. Every morning, and for a long time. I've never even heard someone yell to him to come back into the house or to, you know, to quiet down or throw him out some sort of a bone. I've got to go over there and find out his name and change it to Rooster. Maybe I'll leave in their mailbox the old Alice in Chains song. Uh, they come to see the rooster. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I do these segments, I get ideas. Maybe that's not such a good thing. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. And Animal Radio, big time congratulations for a job well done goes out to ARCH, the Animal Relief Coalition for Haiti. As that nation just passed the one-year mark since its devastating earthquake, ARCH announced that it treated 50,000 animals, surpassing its goal of 14,000. ARCH was working with the Haitian Ministry of Agriculture, also the Ministry of Environment, and pledged $1.1 million that is the way to several major accomplishments. Tens of thousands of animals, including dogs, cats, horses, cattle, pigs, goats, and sheep have been treated. Solar-powered refrigeration units that keep vaccinations cold have been installed around the country. Also, various spay and neuter campaigns, the first of their kind in Haiti, have begun. ARCH came about thanks to the International Fund for Animal Welfare. To learn more about this organization that began in 1969, check out their website at ifaw.org. That's I-F-A-W dot org. The world's first ever movie theater for pets opened in Stockholm, Sweden in January. What was the first picture? Well, that would be Marmaduke, of course. It was part of an annual pet exhibition, and organizers were contacted by Fox Home Entertainment. The eight screenings, which each hosted 20 people and their dogs, were sponsored by Pedigree, which provided goodie bowls for the dogs so they didn't go snackless. To be honest, organizer Gerd Linden says, the dogs mostly liked the food and didn't really watch the movie, but everyone figures they were happy to be with their owners and not left at home. He says next year they'll continue and invite other pets, maybe dogs, plus cats, and even snakes, but not all in the same row. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. For breaking animal news, go to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with the Dream Team. We'll go back to the phones in just a second. But first, I want to visit with Lori Kaplan, and she wrote a book called "Help Your Dog Fight Cancer." And we'll be giving a couple of copies away in just a few minutes. But we want to talk about the Magic Bullet Fund. This is pretty cool. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Is this Hal? This is Hal, and I have. Thank you, Hal. It's great to be here. Over to my left, Joey Volani, and uh, over to my right. 
uh, Judy Francis and uh, a whole dream team in here. We're all very, we're listening with bated breath. There are about 65 million dogs in the U.S. today. It's estimated that half will have cancer. Wow. That's pretty serious. Yes, very serious, very sad. And you created a fund, I imagine, inspired by, I'm going to guess, a dog named Bullet. You got it. Okay, so (laughs) tell me the story. Tell the listeners the story. Okay, the story is, I had a Siberian Husky, the love of my life, the dog of my dreams, called Bullet. And when he was nine years old, in 2000, he was diagnosed with lymphoma. Mm. Um, This is one of the most common cancers in dogs. Um, and he did go through chemotherapy and was a survivor. Uh, he lived out the rest of his natural life mm. in remission from uh-huh. lymphoma, so he was a real success story. Uh, but while he was going through treatment, it occurred to me that there are so many people who have dogs with cancer and can't even afford to pay their mortgage at this point. Sure. They're losing jobs, losing their houses, mm-hmm. and, and then they learn their dog has cancer, and it's just a, a disaster situation. And, and what do they do? So I created this fund, the Magic Bullet Fund, mm. uh, to help people who are in that situation. How much did it cost to uh, put Bullet through the treatment that he needed? Oh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> it, it was astronomical. Back then, the chemo protocols were much longer than they are now. Bullet's chemo went on for a year and a half. Hmm. which is un- unheard of now. Now the protocols are 16 weeks or 25 weeks long. Wow. i, I got to say, the first thing that it appears to me, I mean, it's it looks like a great fund, but uh, is it enough? I mean, if half of these animals are going to get cancer. It, 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 it is not enough. Sure, okay. Can listeners give donations? Do you get, Absolutely. Are you, okay. Absolutely. The donations come from private individuals, okay. corporations, and other organizations help us out, too. Um, for each dog that comes into the fund, we do a fundraising campaign. Um, and also, you know, donations are constantly coming into the general fund. Many of the vet clinics across the country have donation boxes and are helping us out. Uh, it's all at the website, www.themagicbulletfund.org. Um, and you can take a look at the dogs who are in fundraising right now and donate specifically for one of them or just donate to the, the general fund. How do you decide which dogs are need help, I guess? Um, we decide based on two main factors, which, which are the degree of need of the applications that are sitting in front of us. We choose the ones where the people are the most desperate for funding. They absolutely cannot put any money together to put a dog through treatment. Now, do you Um, pick uh, dogs from certain regions, or can they be from anywhere in the United States? It's all across the country. All across the country? Anywhere in the United States, yeah. And the second criteria is that um, we we take dogs where there's a reasonable chance that we'll get one year of great quality of life with treatment. Uh How how many dogs have you helped so far? I believe it's 128 now. Great. Very exciting. Yeah. And, and we have a new stack of applications we'll be taking in a few more this week. And th- so this doesn't actually go to the research of cancer. This is actually helping the animals that need it right now. Absolutely, yeah. It's not at all related to research or curing cancer. It's, it's only to helping real-life dogs fight cancer and help their families get them through it. 
The website, one more time, is www.themagicbulletfund.org. Of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Now, I have th- three copies of your book to give away. What are we going to find in it? In my book? Yes. I You're ha- going f- to find um, anything a person needs to know. If they just found out their dog has cancer mm. and they're shocked and devastated, and they're saying, oh, my God, what do I do? Okay, it's an award-winning book. I have three copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 and I'm sure that you can also get this at Amazon, Borders, Barnes & Noble, anywhere that uh, is worth their, that sells books probably, I would imagine. Absolutely, or or if you want it signed by the author, you can get it at uh, www.helpyourdogfightcancer.com. Okay, most importantly, the Magic Bullet Fund. Check it out. More information over at the website at animalradio.com. Laura, thanks so much for joining us. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Aaron, what's going on with your dog? Um, well, she has fairly severe allergies, um, including hypersensitivity to his own Demodex canis, and um, including allergies to people, as well as a lot of food. So I was wondering if what I could do to minimize that. I've gone through all of the steroids, all of them, atopica, prednisone, um, and tumoral teeth. I've got him on a raw diet. I have him on ivermectin to help minimize the Demodex irritation, but he is still every day uncomfortable, and I know that a regimen of of uh, steroids throughout his life is not only going to compromise his liver and kidneys and immune system, but potentially shorten his lifespan. Absolutely. Now, you sound like uh, you had him allergy tested. Is that correct? Yeah, we did both the VAL, which I guess are not necessarily very accurate, and then we did the scratch testing, um, and he came up with um, pretty bad allergies to people, to mm-hmm. chicken, eggs, corn, rice, wow. uh, pretty much everything that's in commercial dry dog food, which forced us to the, the raw diet. If you had an allergy tested, did you at any time pursue allergy injections or desensitization therapy? We did, we did yes. I, we went through that for about a year. It seemed to have no effect whatsoever. And then we were going to do a rush induction um, and did that. Uh, I'm sorry, we did do a rush induction, and that still seemed to help not at all. And, and I, I know most dogs are allergic to certain seasons. He seems to be allergic year-round. <laughs> wow, what a, what a lot you got going on with this baby. I mean, the real problem that we have is that when we attack a lot of these allergy issues with the immunosuppressants, the prednisone, the cyclosporine, uh, things like the Demodex kind of come to the surface. And truly, um, we are hesitant to try to use anything really potent on the allergies till we can clear the Demodex. And that can take a long time. For me, when I hear of a pet that we're dealing with allergies that's having an active Demodex break, um, that's where I try to focus a lot of my efforts. That and any other concurrent infections, bacteria infections, yeast infections, and try uh-huh. to address those things and to address that as much as we can and then say, okay, let's regroup and then look at things uh, like steroids or uh, cyclosporine because it's actually the use of things like steroids indiscriminately a lot of times with these allergy patients that they give relief, but they can set up the pet to um, break with these uh, mites, uh, the Demodex mites. 
nights. That's probably the, the best avenue that I could say to go to try to get a handle on things. And then if diet, if it is a year-round issue, then gosh, yeah, the diet would be uh, a huge focus on how I would try to um, address that. And and definitely a lot of the, um, the blood allergy testing for food allergies is not always very useful. Um, yeah. So we usually try to do more of uh, the elimination diet. So things like raw are fine, but there's still things in raw food that can be an, an allergen. I'm not sure what therapies you've tried, but whether we go with a hydrolyzed protein or even a novel protein diet where we're trying to eliminate and only pick a few ingredients and keeping it really uh, pure, if you will. Um, and that's how I like to go after the food allergy component with the, the year-round issues. And then sure. making sure fleas are under control. Got to keep those fleas under control as well um, if that's an issue for your area. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. this, is, this is what I'm just thinking. I had to get the wall a little bit. Yeah, and and it will be, in his situation, I would be realistic in that this is going to be a lifelong battle that um, a lot of times uh, looking for the inexpensive or the end of the road um, is probably not likely going to be there because he's always going to have issues and you're going to have to modify that, especially as you move from one locale to another with him. Aaron, we wish you the best of luck with that. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Time's running out. You're maxed out on your credit cards. The collection calls are coming every day. And now you're two payments behind on your mortgage. Every time you turn on the radio, there's some cheerful couple telling you how they got out of debt overnight, their stress is gone, and everything's just wonderful. Come on. The truth is, what sounds too good to be true is too good to be true. You need real help, and you need it now. Not bankruptcy. That should be your last choice. We're Credit Card Relief, and we've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. We're the attorney-driven program, dedicated to helping you get out of debt in months instead of years, saving you thousands, and without risking your family home. We know what we're doing, and we don't make promises we can't keep. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252, 866-800-5252. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. This is Animal Radio, baby. When Vladi walks into the studios here at Animal Radio... He is Alpha. All the, even the cats 
I submissively urinate a little bit too. I, <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. Hal. But when he walks into his house at home after a hard days of work, is he still alpha? That is the question. Mm. Or is it uh, your lovely wife, Antonina? What happens there? <laughs> My lovely wife, Antonina, just can look at me, and I start to be looking for the fifth corner of the room, can't find where. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a Russian wife or Ukrainian wife to know, to relate what I'm talking about. It just, you know, I remember one of my um, friends from Michigan, and he's the federal agent, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, was my client, my honorary client, very big guy. Um, and, uh, you know, he just fell in love, not in my wife, uh, he just fell in love in our relationship, and he was thinking, well, Russian woman, you know, that's just very beautiful and uh, very c- uh, complacent or obedient, I would put this way. And uh, he just went to Moscow under the influence of our relationship and uh, to pick up the wife for himself. Ah, mail-order bride, huh? Well, I hear about that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And how's that yeah, working out for him? Uh, but it was a scary for him experience because he told me, you know, when he landed in the Moscow, for all of a sudden, before even they allowed the people just get out, some type of the vehicle approach, a dark black vehicle, and two, one people in the suit, and uh, two another guys with AK-47 came to this plane and asked him by his name and asked him to get down. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, but uh, probably KGB knew about his visit and uh, they they just give him honorary because it's a new relationship between Russia and America so they basically took him beyond the customs and everywhere and wow. just you know brought him and they helped him to find the wife so he was very happy it was a, such a beautiful woman I cannot even tell you I barely restrained myself I needed to put color on me because she was so beautiful and he just was a persistent just wants to bring her in my house in my presence, presence of my wife so you know get her into this so we would help her to accommodate to this ah. life and to his requirements. She was very beautiful but you know the thing is once that lady got on her own feet she started to show him who is the boss there. <laughs> oh. She just said, listen, I'm European woman, okay? I didn't, you didn't get me from, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia or somewhere else. I have university education. I can teach you what is the right, what is the wrong. Anyway, it started to fight and, uh, you know, I left the Michigan. I don't know what even happened. I, I afraid even to call him. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're probably not together. She probably got the house and everything. So I think we have a call on line four for you right now. Some guy, he says he knows you from Michigan. Yeah, he's, he sounds angry. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a, such a great client. He could uh, call me, uh, you know, 11 o'clock in the evening and just say, Vlad, I'm working with my husky on uh, downstay. I put him in the downstay for 35 minutes next to my apartment. I already took the shower and uh, the dog is still back there. Do I need to work more on that and that exercise or we need to move on so it was a hilarious <laughs> i'll never get involved in your client's personal life that's a fast way to lose a client yeah, so. there, there's a lesson for you from vladi yeah. the world famous russian dog wizard 1-866-405-8405 to connect with animal radio right now hey this is big ant from rescue inc Remember, spay and neuter your animal, and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. You know, now that I think of it, 
the only one of the animal radio talent that hasn't given us their Dodge Journey pet destination would be Lori Roberts. Oh, she owes us, uh-huh. doesn't she? Yeah, I, I was hanging off for a while. I gave mine out last week, but uh-huh. I was waiting because I didn't want it to get all crowded and everything. By the way, I went back to the restaurant after the show. Line Long, out the yeah, door. waiting line isn't there. <laughs> yes, there was. Really? Uh, uh-huh. Funny. I'll let you slide another week, Lori. But be prepared. Be All prepared right. for next week to tell us your Dodge Journey I pet can, destination of the week, okay? I can I can do that. Yes, okay. you bet. It is uh, Animal Radio, believe it or not. Dr. Debbie here <laughs> to answer your vet medical questions. Also, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner. And Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. There was a little gap in between there. That was uh, just a pause for uh, reaction there. Let's take another call for Dr. Debbie, and we have Carolyn on the phone. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, hi. How are you doing Um, today? I'm fine. What's up? Um, I have a female shepherd mix. She's between 9 and 10. She's a rescue dog, but that's what her veterinarian estimated her to be. We've had her since before she was a year old. Right before Christmas, she was diagnosed with diabetes, and we've got her on insulin, and this past week, she went blind, and we took her to a a specialist, an eye specialist for animals, and um, he said that we can get cataract surgery to remove the cataracts, and that she's got a 90% chance to regain her vision which is what our prayer is, of course. And um, not that I'm second-guessing him because I, I trust him, but um, I just kind of wanted to get a feel from from her to see if she's had an experience with this mm-hmm, um, sure. and other dogs. Okay. And, and, and the first thing... Okay. And then I wanted to ask, um, is your dog doing well with the diabetes in other ways? Are we fairly well-regulated, or are they having any difficulties with her blood levels? We are in the process of getting her regulated, and we have to wait for the surgery to get that done. She is going mm-hmm. this week yeah. for another all-day, I guess, like a glucose tolerance panel, mm-hmm. um, okay. because he had adjusted it once two weeks ago, and this week we're going to do another one to see if she needs to be adjusted again, and I understand we have to get that regulated. Um, she's on seven units twice a day right now, which the eye specialist says that's kind of low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, might be, and usually with insulin, if anything, we try to go slow to bring those levels go to a higher dose. We hate to go too high and then have problems. It's much better to to start low and work your way up. But yeah, I will totally agree that we want to try to get your pet somewhat regulated before we talk about surgery. Um, um, so it's to the best of our abilities. Um, but we know that even well regulated diabetics can get these cataracts, and um, I will agree also that um, usually success is wonderful and so about 90-95% of dogs vision will be restored but there are some what ifs and one would be we'd want to have her in good health and you know the diabetes pretty well regulated first. Secondly is ophthalmologists will typically do a retinal check um, so they want to do a retinogram to make sure before we put her through the surgery that what we got going on back there that we've got a good retina. Um, so that would be something that can help give us a little peace of mind before we get into the surgery um, if we're going to expect to have good vision afterwards. Um, but after cataract surgery there are some you know possibilities of problems so um, down the road I'd say probably 80% 
percent of dogs that have cataract surgery still have good vision and meaningful vision. Um, but we do see problems postoperatively with inflammation or what we call uveitis. Um, we can have some concerns for things like glaucoma. Um, so those are things to be aware of going into it, um, that um, no surgery is without any potential complication. But I'd say for the vast majority of dogs with uh, these sudden onset cataracts, um, surgery is wonderful. And if it is possible and within your means, I would certainly um, encourage you to, to go down that road. Yeah, it was just so scary because seeing your little baby, because my dogs are my children, Sure. And mm-hmm. I, you know, you you see her playing one day, and then the next day you see her bumping into stuff, and it's just so Aww. so scary, you know, to see her, and you're like, what's going on? And then she's got the clouded eyes and everything, and I'm just so thankful that she, you know, as soon as we can get this sugar regulated, that that we we are able to get her the surgery to restore her sight because, you know, I want her to be happy, and I don't want her to be thinking, why can't I see? Mm-hmm. And sure. You know, I don't know if dogs think that way, but I'm sure she's wondering what the heck is going on. <laughs> and yeah. now that I know for... that she can get the surgery, it's like, you know, kind of giggle, like, oh, watch where you're going, honey. <laughs> and, you know, say, oh, you're, we're going to have to get her a helmet and stuff. But, oh. you know, and I feel bad for any dog that, that goes through this. And naturally, you know, I cried for three days. and But I'm happy now knowing that she can. And I just kind of wanted to get a feel. Yeah, definitely. You know, and... Some dogs can do perfectly fine as a blind dog. I, I would have to say that dogs that have a slower onset of cataracts tend to manage and adjust a little bit to their vision loss a little bit easier initially than those that lose it all of a sudden. So, you know, but, you know, even without surgery, there are dogs out there with cataracts that are diabetics and they can live very full, meaningful lives with accommodations. Um, but, uh, you know, the fact that this uh, surgery does have such a, you know, a good outcome for vision, it, it is something I try to encourage folks to to look into if at all possible yeah it amazes me that, that she knows this house so well <laughs> that, ah, that knows or an end table or anything it's like whoa and it makes me wonder could i do that i don't think so so she just, I, I just say she's a wonderful little trooper yeah. But we'll I'm give her a pat on the head from us. We wish her the best and uh, best luck as you're uh, adjusting that uh, insulin level and, and dealing with that diabetes. So have a great one. Thank you for the call. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at one 405 Here's what we got on the show today. Besides your calls, we got an author who's brought a book on called Who Moved My Mouse? It's a self-help book for cats who don't need any help because, of course, cats won't admit that they need any help whatsoever. Exactly. We'll have giveaways of Who Moved My Mouse, the self-help book for cats, as well as the author coming on in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Now, you're uh, you're kind of in a testing mood today because people are bitching about how much it costs to groom your dog. I didn't say I was testy at all. I'm just breaking it down for you. I'm just telling you how it is, you know. And I take it down to the groomer. It's like 60 bucks at least. Listen. Okay, so sometime before the end of the show today, Joy Villani is going to legitimize that 65 bucks you spend at the groomer. That's just this week. I need to, you know, put this out there. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And please don't forget your dream team. 
groomer Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, animal communicator Joy Turner, our pet travel expert Susan Sims, and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard, all here toll free at 1-866-405-8405. I uh, almost didn't make it into the studio. Buying my uh, Valentines for Valentine's Day. I yeah. I you have, have a Valentine. How cute so. is that? Let's put that all together. Hey, I got I got Valentine's Day candy. You do? do? Oh wow! Yeah, what did you get yeah. for you? Uh, or for your valentine for your wife? For for me, I mean, my wife got you know got something too, but I got a you know a big heart full of candy. You know, uh-huh. you got how long? Uh, how long have you guys been married? Um, it's going on a, it's going on eleven years this year. Um, wow, April. True love. Well, you should see the two of them together. Aren't they cute? They are pretty cute together. <laughs> and she's a good PR agent, and she's you know she's uh, obviously she got you on QVC, right? Let me tell you, she she's the best PR person because listen, she wants to spend the money, so she knows the more that she can get me out there to make some some, some money. She, my ah, wife's not done. I'll tell you right now. I see how that works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, be careful with that Valentine candy there, Joey. Make sure that the uh, dogs don't get into that because they they love it. It tastes good to them, but it's not good for them. And exactly, Doctor Debbie always says around this time of year she sees a bunch of poisonings over in the office. I guess it's not poisonous. Like they get my sick. Dogs, yeah. My dogs eat almost anything that you put in front of them except stuff that would, that would be bad for them. Like, if, if, I, if, if I dropped the chocolate, if I dropped something on the floor, they'd run to it and eat it. If I drop chocolate, they, won't, they will not eat it. Anything that, really? that, that's really seriously bad for them. And I guess they just know. And, I'm, and wow. it's surprising. Because that's really great. Well, it's not yeah. like that. Really. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What did, what, what did the uh, cats and dogs think of chocolate, Joy? Uh, well, most of them really enjoy the smell of it. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that it's something that's not good for them. And actually, from my understanding, I think it does kind of poison them. Yeah, it's I... not a, enough poison unless they would eat like a lot of it. Right. It's not enough poison to actually kill them generally, but it could be. It's usually the darker chocolates, too, that the are usually chocolate. less sweet yeah. than the yeah. milk chocolate, I understand. Absolutely, yes. And it's actually, from my understanding, again, from some vets I know, that it is the darker chocolate that is the more dangerous of the chocolates. We'll yes. have to ask Dr. Yeah. Debbie when she comes in all about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Birds. Yeah. Birds, the birds um, can't, shouldn't eat chocolate as well, even though, now that's different. Now my bird, my bird will try to, if there's chocolate around, we'll do anything to try to get at it. We'll rip open packages, we'll shoot through the really? box. But oh it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's really not good for them. No, I would wow. imagine not. I would imagine not. Okay. By the way, Joey, your bird thinks that it's a boy or a girl bird. It's it, it's a female. Why, why is he chiming in now, or is she chiming yeah, in? Yeah, she did. Well, he was saying about doing anything. She says she thinks she's as stubborn as he is. <laughs> is you know what? I, I can believe that. Uh, okay, well, here here's what we got on the show today. Besides your calls, we got an author who's brought a book on called Who Moved My Mouse? It's a self-help book for cats who don't need any help because, of course, cats won't admit that they need any help whatsoever. Exactly. But uh, and I'm I'm actually I've left this book out for Boog the Studio Cat to look at if he wants to see it. I'm not uh, not pushing it in front of his face. I'm just leaving it. If he happens upon it and opens it up and learns something, all the better. We'll have giveaways of who moved my mouse 
the self-help book for cats as well as the author coming on in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Joey, what are you working on for the show today? Well, you know what? I'm not doing a grooming tip today. But I got something I, that I really want to get out there and talk about because it's coming back um, and, 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 and it's, I'm not going to say it's haunting me, but it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's um, something I need to clarify. And that is the economics of pet grooming, okay? And why groomers charge what they do and what they do for your money. And you actually get a better deal than you think. Okay. Wow. Well, the groomers must be getting on your case with all these tips that you're giving out and everything, saying, hey, we're not getting any business anymore, right? It's it's not the groomers. It was, it was you know, you get the people that come in and say, oh, how come, how come it's costing so much to have my pet groom? Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you why. And I don't think it's that much at all. And I'm going to break it down for you, Hal. Okay. That's coming up with Joey Volani right here on Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. I love his little old lady voice. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. In the news, Lori Roberts working on a story that says 72% of dog owners say they've gotten weather warnings from their dogs ahead of time, letting them know that the forecast or the weather was going to change. Earthquake or earthquake, something, something like I, that. I do. Do you? I do. I got a story. Okay. Yes, I got a story. Tell me your story. My my Simon, my Simon, which is the dog that, that um I went on QVC with, yes. um, went and when the weather is going to change, even before you know it's going to rain, hours before, he drools and shakes. And it's it's just a change, I guess, in the pressure in the environment mm. because he's deathly afraid of, of thunder. So I think once it starts to change, and we mm. know it's it's like it's like clockwork. Okay, Simon is drooling. He's, <laughs> you know, he's hiding under the under the table. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get some weather coming our way. Yeah, it must be the barometric pressure. He feels the barometric pressure going down or something like that, huh? It must be. I mean, it never it never fails. Like you know what we it's it's good if you want to you know if you're going to the beach that. Day. Okay, where's the dog? Is the dog, is the dog hiding and drooling, or is he happy running around? And more about that coming up in the news with Lori Roberts in just a few minutes. Also, the author of Who Moved My Mouse, a self-help book for cats who don't need any help, because, of course, cats don't need any help. That's all on the way. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, or pet travel expert Susan Sims, or Vladi the world-famous Russian dog wizard, it's toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Also today, Joey's talking about why you should go to the groomer. It actually makes financial sense in the long run. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Hey, JR. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Animal Radio. What's going on? Yeah, I have a question. I, uh, kind of watch what my uh, dogs eat very carefully and I uh, shop at a healthy food place and I know it's a multi-billion dollar industry with dog food and the owner of the store has um, gave me some information and I wanted your opinion on the preservative called I guess it's pronounced ethoxiquin. Okay, yes. And was wanting to kind of get some input on it. Okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, he hopefully he told you a little bit about ethoxyquin. It's when we're starting to look at uh, pet foods and how they actually preserve pet foods, they have to add something in to help keep those fats um, from going rancid and spoiling. So, that's where preservatives have their place. And ethoxyquin is one that had been used historically quite a bit in pet foods and human foods. Um, and there has been some concern that high amounts of this could be a problem or chronic uh, exposure uh, feeding ethoxyquin could cause some health issues for um, 
animals. So that's kind of where that is born. And a lot of pet food manufacturers are, are, are recognizing that. Um, it's not a proven issue. So there's still some dispute and debate in pet food manufacturers, as you know, you may be aware, they, um, they may address it head on and others may say, okay, it's fine. We're not going to worry about it because we're talking about low levels that are in pet foods compared to the super high levels. Um, but Many pet foods are moving away from that and getting into other types of preservatives, things like vitamin E, um, which can work wonderfully to help stabilize fats and to hopefully preserve those from going bad in pet food. So there are alternatives, and I would say that if a food has it, it it's one of the characteristics I look at, but it may not be the sole thing I look at and say, oh, my God, this food's not a toxiquin. Um, I would look at the picture of a, as a whole of what are the benefits of that diet, what's the reasoning we're using that, and are there other alternatives that, that we might be able to use? Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of input from him, and it's, since it's so commercialized, I mean, I've heard that, you know, that's the reason why you have a, a, a many of the vets around the country that, you know, uh, recommend the same type foods because the manufacturers behind these dog foods help supplement their incomes in terms of paying for their veterinary school uh, oh really? God, I didn't meet any of those people. I missed out on that. Well, I, w- I will tell you, you this uh, though. Do you um, ever use any uh, there's, there's a website, I don't know if it's, uh, I'm, I'm not there to to uh, you know recommend this website but there was one that he had suggested where you can go in there and you put your your, what type of food that you're feeding the dog? And it's an unbiased website. Uh, is, is it okay to uh, yes. to uh, acknowledge that website? Tell tell us, please. It's the dogfoodanalysis.com. Yeah, we actually have a link at uh, yeah. at the website over there. Or, or the petfoodproject.com, something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually am familiar with that, and, and uh, they go through a lot of the ingredients that we try to avoid, uh, a lot of the good ones. And a lot of these things aren't always black and white, um, so I hate to uh, totally bash a pet food manufacturer if they use this. I would say that a lot of them are looking at other alternatives, and such as vitamin E, which is being very readily used. Um, and just, uh, I have to quickly comment on the... A pet food uh, guy saying something that veterinarians are getting their uh, school um, paid for by pet food manufacturers, and, and not, not I have not heard of you know, any 100%. of that. I'm not stating that at all. I'm just, I, yeah, I, I, I've heard from from people, you know, especially at the store, that not actually people that work there, but actually people that come in, and we got in a conversation about it, you know, a, a few weeks ago. So it really made me think. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you have, you know. Um, many veterinarians recommending, you know, a, a specific type food that is obviously not something behind it. Yeah. Well, I can tell you at least what, for me, what, why I recommend certain foods. One is because they have valid, uh, veterinary research. So, um, I like to see that there is a, uh, veterinary, uh, support line. Um, I like to see that they have sound research behind the products they use. And for me, it isn't about who, uh, gave a free bag of dog food when I was 22 years old in vet school. That means very little to me in practice. And in fact, what I like to see is what's working for my clients. Um, so um, I take offense in the idea that veterinarians are out there and we are cons- well, now, conspiring. Well, wait a second. Now, wait a second. A- I take offense that you take offense because I think in every industry, no matter what it is, there's always a corrupt person or element. It, it could be veterinarians. It could be gynecologists. It could be supermarket managers. There's in every industry. So I got gotcha. well, yeah. a gynecologist. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I hear you, Al, and, and I, that may be the case for some folks, but I'd have to say that veterinarians as a whole are, are very moral people, and yes. um, I would say that uh, for myself, I've toured some of the different pet food manufacturers and gone through their research facilities, so for me, I like to know that that sound research is behind the pet food, and that's why I recommend foods. Um, so um, I, I hope I can just... Do you have a specific to dogfoodanalysis.com? website to your I sure do, yeah. And actually, we've talked about it on this show before because uh, there are different ingredients that sometimes, you know, uh, they're a little gray. So some things we know clearly uh, we might want to avoid. Others are a bit controversial. And a lot of people think that corn's a bad ingredient. And there's a lot of bashing that goes on on certain ingredients such as that. And it isn't always the case. There may be good quality foods and ingredients out there. We just need to educate, make sure we address pets' individual problems. Do they have food allergy? Do they have certain other health concerns? And, and really base diet recommendations on the individual and not make blanket recommendations. So I, I, that is really my take on pet food, and I would say one size does not fit all. So good to do your research, though. Thank you for the call. one 405 And, of course, we'll put all those links over at AnimalRadio.com. <laughs> I always like when I can turn people on to special sponsors. I've done that with Judy. She now uses PetFlow.com, and she gets her kitty litter delivered straight to her door. Oh, it's such a hassle. I have to go to the pet store to get it, and then i got to drag those heavy bags. It's a special trip for me, but not anymore. It doesn't cost you a lot more either. Plus, you can get free shipping on orders at PetFlow.com. That's where you get it. Free shipping on orders over $59 by putting the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. Now, they have... All your pet food. They have over 70 brands for you to choose. You can get it delivered on a regular schedule and free shipping for the life of your order. If it's over $59 a month, the life of your order, all you have to do is enter the coupon code RADIO at www.petflow.com. Thanks, PetFlow, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Your trips to the pet store are over. PetFlow.com has the largest selection of premium pet food on the Internet where you can browse by brands and find the items you need at discount prices. With PetFlow.com, you can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. No last-minute trips carrying heavy pet food. Eliminate the hassle of buying pet food. Get free shipping on every order over $59. Enter the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. 
treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. This is Animal Radio. entire dream team is at your beck and call here at animal radio don't forget you can also check us out on facebook and twitter and youtube too i think there's some videos over there of course all we're the, all over the place we are all over the place how'd that happen that's a good thing that is a good thing now you're uh you're kind of in a testy mood today because people are bitching about how much it costs to groom your dog because i take it down to the groomer it's like 60 bucks at least listen I didn't say I was testy at all. I'm just breaking it down for you. I'm just telling you how it is. You know, I'm not testy. I'm smiling, see? Okay. So sometime before the end of the show today, Joy Villani is going to legitimize that 65 bucks you spend at the groomer. Okay? You want to be listening to that. Exactly. It's all coming up on the And then I'll have a tip, though, for you next week, okay? It's just this week. I need to, you know, put this out there. You know, I want you to be able to vent anything that's on your mind. Joey, think of this as your stage, Okay. This is my sounding Thank you, Hal. I appreciate This is my sounding board to the world. We love having you on Animal Radio. You want to go out to lunch? Yeah, getting the clamped over there, aren't you, Hal? Perhaps a early dinner or something like are, that? Are, are, you, are, you, are you buying? <laughs> I'm buying. Uh, the company's buying. Let's not waste any more time. Let's hit the phones. one 405 right now. Hi, Aisha. Hi. You must be a child of the 90s, a young gal, huh? Oh, well, you're flattering, but not hardly. A child of the 70s. Really? Aisha? Yeah, Aisha. I thought, I, thought, I thought Aisha was kind of a newer name, no? No, it's one of the older ones. All the other shows are the newer ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> one of the old shows. So what's going on? I have Dr. Debbie right here. I understand something's going on with your animal. Yes. Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you doing? Hi, super. And how about you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I have a three-year-old Doberman. Her name is Diamond, and she has, um, it, it, well, we're calling it incontinence. She um, will lay down, and it's, it's kind of like she potties in the bed. She'll be laying on her dog bed, and she'll just urinate. Um, not defecation, but urinate until, like, pretty much she'll be laying down, and when she gets up, um, there's a nice little potty spot where she where she okay. was laying, um, and she's she's great. She's a wonderful dog. She's great with the kids. I would love to have her sleeping, you know, in the kids' room on a dog bed or something like that. But I or even on the bed. But I just can't trust that we won't have that problem with the urination. Sure, and, and, um, and she's pot- pottying outside during the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's not a potty training issue. She knows to go outside. Uh, we have we don't really have a doggy door, but we kind of keep the back door open from time to time. And she'll go on outside and go to the bathroom, defecate outside. Um, it just it seems like usually when she's sleeping, if she has been asleep for a long period of time and she gets up, whatever blanket or area she's on, there's a nice little urination spot right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And Alrighty, so, um, and, and I've been told that there's medication I can give her, but no one seems to know the name of the medication, anything about the medication. Um, so just your thoughts. Okay, absolutely. Yes. And 
when we have a dog, especially a female dog that is incontinent, leaking urine when they're sleeping or relaxed or getting from a lying position, getting up, um, yes. we we tend to look for female um, incontinence um, medications. And is she spayed by any chance? Yes, she is. She is. Okay. Because the, the number one population we see this in is the spayed female dog. And some, some thoughts actually recognize this problem could be as high as 15 to 20% of dogs that are spayed. It's oh, one okay. of the reasons that nowadays many, um, folks with the laparoscopic spays are actually just removing the ovaries. Because it's, uh, thought to maybe be implicated with that. Um, okay. but yes, so there are some very useful medicines. And I can tell you my own Labrador is on two of those to help control her problem. Problem because oh, wow. um, it was, yeah, I recognized it in my dog at two years of age. Um, okay. And so the first line medication, um, well, I'm going to back up. First, the, always what I'd like to do first is to check a urine sample, make sure nothing's going on in there. No signs okay. of infection. Make sure there's no crystals that might make us worried about bladder stones, things of that nature. Um, once that's good, then I'll look at the medicine. And the first one we go to is uh, phenylpropanolamine or okay. pro is one of the common trade names of that. And that's something that it's generally given twice a day to three times a day and um, can, for many dogs, do wonderfully to help improve the tone in the bladder so that we don't have these leaking episodes. Okay. Beyond that, there is also an estrogen compound. It's called diethylstilbestrol, and we abbreviate abbreviate it DES. Okay. Um, okay. And it, it has to be uh, compounded at a outside pharmacy that uh, makes prescriptions. Um, so you probably won't find that readily at your veterinary office unless they already have someone compounding that. Okay. Um, and that um, it's not always the first choice because it's an estrogen compound, and we have to kind of watch to make sure we're not giving too much, um, that it can suppress the bone marrow. We can relieve lead to problems with uh, anemia. Um, okay. I've never seen it. Um, it can happen, and we worry also about you know giving too much, causing estrogen stimulation, so maybe feeding the concerns with breast cancer. Um, okay. So we want to use this cautiously with veterinary supervision, but I can tell you um, that yeah, drug... What is, what is um, your dog? You said your dog is on what? She is on both of those. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, and um, we actually had her on the phenylpropylamine for quite a few years, and she did well with that. And then eventually we lost control, and she started having leaking. So we added in the DES, and that's usually added in. At first we start on a daily basis, and then some dogs we get down to just maybe once or twice a week, and that kind of helps control. And it's interesting, both of these medicines, when they're used together, they they work better than one agent by themselves. So um, it's not unusual that we'll... We'll use them together for a pet. And I'll have to tell you that, um, you know, Dobermans are definitely a breed that can have an incontinence problem, even if they're not spayed. So um, oh, wow. we do okay. see that um, very commonly in these in these gals. So uh, Could it have um, anything to do with the tail docking, or is that just not, not it? Probably not. Um, and, okay. and I mentioned okay. that, you know, there's some thought that perhaps uh, having surgery in that area, basically having the uterus removed, might cause some change to the nerves in the area or to, uh, you know, the, the structure in that area. But okay. um, um, now, and then there are some other more extreme techniques, and I can't tell you I've had anybody go through them, but I've heard of some fellow colleagues um, that pets can have collagen injections into the bladder. Oh, wow. And that um, helps to give a little bit of a thickening to the bladder and for many dogs that may work wonderfully but it can have a 
temporary effects. So they have to go back for, you know, additional treatments. And that's usually done at specialty centers, um, vet schools, things of that nature. So okay. Um, okay. not widely used. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you. We wish you the best of yes. luck with that, Aisha. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. It seems like there's more ladies calling for you than guys. What's up with that? Exactly, because behavior problems and pets never problems for, you know, for the males, oh. part of the family, because they're never home. Oh. Ah, real, Los, real Los Angeles and Orange County housewives are my clients. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, what is, and what is interesting, uh, you know, in, while I'm training them to fix their behavior problem in pets, they always keep complaining to me about behavior problems in their husband's boy friends and so on Uh exactly and um, you know it's interesting that what I also see that the pets normally are being female part of the family less than the male and uh, it's interesting to know to 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 give the answer why because um, you know dogs really feels have a great sense they're best psychologists um, if they feel and sense the weakness they will take advantage of it oh yeah and yeah and that's what my advice to the females my uh, my my clients always the same I'm giving them a great analogy if the canine female decided to lead the males she doesn't care about her gender or she's in minority all what she cares that she is the dominant bitch and she will show everyone where their you know where their place is and it's so interesting Helen Judy no matter how many times I talk to my female clients about leaderships and how to be authoritative and nothing really works, they look at you. I don't, I don't even feel and send any recall. But when I say, Kathy, you have to be a little bit bitchy. Now the smile on the face, they understand very late what it is. You know, I say, can you be the bitch, Kathy? Yes, she can. Tells me normally her mother-in-law or husband and things like this. So, you know, being bitchy, it means very simple things. Uh, give cold shoulder. Uh, don't allow the dog approach to your table or to your bed. You know what I mean, Julia. Oh, We're yes. guilty. Well, all no, those misbehaving. No, I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. You know, I mean, nothing wrong to sleep with, with your dog in the pe- in the bed unless the dog obeying you. Um, you know, but if if it doesn't, it's going to be the, have the same effect like a man. You know, you allow somebody to sleep with you and he will dominate you. You know how it goes. Oh yes. <laughs> you have a you have a one alpha male in, uh, next to you. So so that's we're talking that's, about the cat, of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, that's so that's universal rule. Your dog is no better than um, you know your husband or your boyfriend or your child. That's my that's my um, suggestion to our female part of our listeners. So if you don't show them uh, their limits, they will show it to you. And the only way you can show it to them by your actions, not by your inactions. Action speaks louder than words. That's what my advice to all our so females. much here on Animal Radio. Woof. It's sort of like. Uh, <laughs> 
the whole cycle. It's like Dr. Phil. Yeah? Yeah, it's like a Dr. Phil of the dog training. You are Dr. Phil of the dog training world. one 405 if you want to talk to the Dr. Phil of the tra- dog training world. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, of course. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Swiss farmer is renting out his cows. Albert Breitenmoser said people can hire Maxine, Wanda, or Lynn for about $100 a month. And what do you get by renting one of the cows? Breitenmoser said you can visit anytime you like, milk them, and receive a souvenir picture. In addition, you get a discount on bread and cheese sold by his farm and a chance to spend a weekend in an alpine chalet by a lake in the summertime when the cows are put out to grass. Brighton Moser is hoping his cow renting idea will bring in some extra money to help pay bills not covered by farming. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. Dogs are known for getting into mischief, but the Pet Poison Helpline reports that in 2010, nearly 10% of their calls were for potentially poisoned cats. The top cat toxins include human or veterinary medicines. Cats have a much worse time metabolizing certain drugs than dogs do. At number two, poisonous plants, mostly lilies. Even the pollen can be fatal. Next, it's insecticides, most often flea and tick treatments meant for dogs. Number four, most often toxic to cats, household cleaners like kitchen and bath cleaners, carpet cleaners, <clears throat> excuse me, and toilet bowl cleaners. After cleaning your home, only let the cat back into the areas after the area has dried. The Pet Poison Helpline is available to anyone at one 800 213-6680. It's a division of Safety Call International, and there is a $35 fee, but that includes unlimited follow-up consultations. If you believe your pet has a sixth sense about impending bad weather or earthquakes or even that you're about to receive bad news, you're far from alone. The Associated Press recently conducted a poll and found that two-thirds of Americans say their pets have a sixth sense about bad weather, and 43% say the same about receiving bad news. 72% of dog owners say they've gotten weather warnings, and 66% of cat owners agreed. A gold kitty bowl to 12-year-old Harley, the fearless feline who is retiring as official canine tester after three years at a humane society in New Mexico. Harley would face death in the eye daily to determine if a dog was going to be friendly in a home with cats. When not on duty, Harley would get some sun and take a lot of naps. In November, he beat out 70 human staffers and when named was named Employee of the Month. Jerry Brown, sworn in as governor of California in January, is, along with his wife Ann Gust, also a foster parent to Sutter, the Pembroke Welsh Corgi. Governor Brown's sister Kathleen had Sutter, but after moving to Chicago, all involved thought Sutter would be a lot happier left back in California with the governor and his wife, where he's enjoying walks around the state capital of Sacramento with his new foster folks, and he's, of course, official first dog while everyone is at work in the Capitol building. For Animal Radio News. I'm Lori Roberts. For breaking animal news, go to animalradio.com. 
This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with Doctor Debbie Groomer Joey Volani Animal Communicator Joey Turner or Vladi the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard Still fighting off my cold Are you God It's been weeks Hal You know what I don't know what, what that's all about This uh, Check out this book that just came across my desk It's called Who Moved My Mouse I love that title A self help book for cats who don't need any help. Cats don't because they help. don't need help. Exactly. What cat needs help? Really? I actually left the book out for my cat to just check out anonymously. Did you catch him looking at it? No, I had. I no, no, not yet. But I put it out, and uh, hopefully, he'll take a peek at it later. Because I don't want to insinuate that he needs any he help. help. But exactly. frankly, we know that could piss him off. Yeah, good. We have the author Dina Harris on. Hi, Dina. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Glad to be here. What uh, what was the inspiration? Obviously, you're probably a cat guardian yourself, yes? Yes, I have two cats, both strays that I took in off the street, and they uh, you know, pretty much rule the house now, as any cat does in any home. The inspiration just kind of came because uh, I originally was thinking I was going to do a self-help book that a cat would write for people, you know, so a cat would tell a person sure. this is what you need to do to shape up a little bit, which right. would be more in line. Uh, and a friend actually threw out the idea. He's like, oh, I think it'd be funny to have a self-help book for cats. <laughs> and I just knew there was something there. You know, I just I love the idea that cats, who are usually these, you know, manipulative, super confident creatures are really just, you know, neurotic messes like the rest of us. <laughs> well, no self-respecting cat would <laughs> ever admit they know. need help, though. That's the thing. But I know in the book there's seven... Habits of the Highly Effective Cats, is that correct? Yes, seven habits. Every chapter is a parody of a popular self-help book. So, yeah, that's one of the Dale Carnegie chapters. Can you give us one of the habits? Give us a little taste, a little tease. Uh, Jump on it before it jumps on you. Okay. (laughs) It's probably one of the more effective habits that's in there. Um, When in doubt, sleep it out is another habit. And uh, this this one I actually got from my publisher, which I loved, um, or actually my editor. Uh, habit number six is act completely different at the vet's office than you do at home. Um, you know, because my, my cats do that. They're just these loving, sweet little creatures at home. And we go to the vet's office, and it's like someone let loose the devil. <laughs> my vet is like, you have these evil cats. I'm like, no, they never do that at home. What is the stop, drop, and claw? What's that all about? <laughs> did you get that one out of us? Is that from the... Um, That's a survival tip. Yeah, the survival kit ones for cats. Um, I actually am not recalling that one right off the bat, so I'm not sure. Did, did you have help writing the book? Uh, no, other than the fact that basically what I did was I went to the library, first of all, and I, I have to preface this and say I live in this small, rural tight-knit North Carolina community, mm-hmm. um, and I needed to research self-help books. So I go into our library, and I check out, like, 50 different self-help books all at the same time. I Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The, the town's talking yeah. about you. <laughs> there the gossip started. You know, I'm sure everybody was like, what's going on with Dina? You know, <laughs> poor girl has issues. Um, 
you know, so I looked through all the books and decided which ones I thought would make the best parody. But as I wrote the book, I sent chapters out to all my friends who have cats. You know, and I said, tell me if you would take this quiz. Tell me if this makes sense. And I got a lot of feedback that way. So is it for humans or for cats? And if it is for cats, how do you suggest I present it to my cat? You know, I, I liked your idea of just kind of leaving it out and deciding if they want to look at it or not. Okay. Uh, so should I read for, it out loud at all? The book is written for cats. It is a self-help book for cats. But as your cat will see when it gets into it, um, the self-help comes more with how a cat can train their human to better understand them ah. and to accept what they're doing. And, you know, in the end, it kind of does come back to uh, a cat training their human more than anything else. Well, it has a great title, too. Who Moved My Mouse? A Self-Help Book for Cats Who Don't Need Any Help, of course. <laughs> Dina Harris is the author, and it's on the 10-Speed Press. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 Head on over to your bookstore and ask for it. If they don't have it, they can order it very easily. Who Moved My Mouse? A Self-Help Book for Cats Who Don't Need Any Help. Also at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and, of course, the website selfhelpforcats.com. Dina, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. The whole gang, Dr. Debbie, here to answer your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Volani, animal communicator, Joey Turner, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We're all here at your beck and call. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Christine, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Atlanta. Beautiful, cold Atlanta. Yes, we're starting to thaw out here. <laughs> What's going on? I have animal communicator Joy Turner right here. Hi, Christine. Hi, Hi Joy. Um, I have a situation in that my parents both recently died and left me with their Akita, who I've known since she was a puppy. Um, she's, she's a sweetheart, but she's been the only animal in the house. I'm in the process of moving out to um, California and I have two wonderful kitties already out there um, that I've had for several years. And my concern is that what I wanted to try and find out if there's a way to communicate with uh, Mitsu is her name. Um, if we can incorporate her into the family, because I know she would be aggressive towards the cats. And, and I would love to take her, but on the other hand, I don't want to make her life miserable, nor my cats. And um wasn't sure if that was something you could help out with. I can certainly talk to Mitsu. As a matter of fact, she's come into my awareness even as you were speaking, and she understands your question. She wants you to know that she really doesn't have any desire to move away from where she and her mom were. Mm -hmm. In other words, where your parents lived. Right. So she would just as soon find a family there with older people. Okay. And stay there. Uh, okay. Because um, uh, that was in Tallahassee, and I have brought her to Atlanta with me. It's still to her. It's all the same region. I see. I see. I gotcha. So, uh, and, and again, I don't know um, with my parents passing um, if that's something that's still part of her reality or not. Or She says, um, well, it is. She knows they're not there, of course, and she is still sad about their leaving. Uh-huh. And she says she really has no desire to live with cats because her concern is she'd kill them. Yeah. Uh, understood. Okay. And so right. she would much sooner stay with an older couple or an older somebody. Okay. All right. And okay. stay there. 
All right. Well, that helps me out tremendously then. And uh, I hate to give her up. Uh, you know, she's um, the part of the family that I've known for at least five years. And I guess it's the last thing um, that belonged to my parents. So um, I just want to do what's absolutely right for her. What's right for her is finding her somewhere there to be that's a loving family. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joy. That's been a wonderful help. Thanks for your call, Christine. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetFlow.com. PetFlow, that's P-E-T-F-L-O-W.com. Now you can get your pet food delivered straight to your door on a schedule you choose. Not only your pet food, but your kitty litter, too. so awesome. You don't have to drag that stuff from the store no more. It's so heavy. PetFlow.com has the largest selection of premium pet food on the Internet. Best of all, you can get free shipping, free shipping on every order over $59. Enter the coupon code RADIO at www.PetFlow.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Feels like time's running out. Maxed out on your credit cards, collection calls are coming every day, and you're two payments behind on your mortgage. You need help. We're Credit Card Relief, and we've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. Call Credit Card Relief right now. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs>
866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. It is toll free. The good doctor, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Groomer, Joey Volani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. And Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here for you. But right now, it is time for another Dodge Journey Pet Destination, brought to you by the Dodge Journey. They won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award because of their fold-down stain-resistant seats, the Chill Zone Glove Box Cooler for the drinks, multiple storage options, and, of course, my favorite, the removable washable liners, which is great if you have a dog you're taking them to the beach or somewhere where it's real muddy. It's pretty easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. And we go to the phones. Hi, who's this? This is Sarah. Hey, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And you're really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Funny looking, too, but uh, that's another story. (laughs) No, I was getting into the music. It was good. It's all good. What's doing? Okay, so tell us, where do you take your, your dog or your cat, wherever it is, where do you take them? What's your favorite place? I could tell you it was a very exotic place, but it's not really exotic, but it's a place that's really close to both of us. Okay. I used to take there when he was a very little puppy. His name is Jersey, and he huh. I get split custody. I don't get him all the time. Oh. So when I do get him, yeah, he asks to go to the Belltown Dog Park. He actually he asks? Wants. that he, he Yes. A- okay. Yes. Where is this well, located? Huh? Where is this located? What state? What city? Seattle. 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 And, yeah, and it just, it was just built about three years ago. It was really in a bad part of town. Ooh. And they're trying to clean it up. And they made this lovely little teeny, it's tiny. Believe me, it's tiny. But it's his favorite place to go. Is Seattle a very dog friendly place? Do they like their dogs? Very, very. You're allowed to take your dog almost anywhere. Wow. Except the public library. They don't like <laughs> Did you try? <laughs> Absolutely. I take him there anyway. You take him there because he is a service dog. He doesn't wear his service dog coat because he doesn't oh. like it. You know, oh, he, doesn't, soccer, it... he doesn't like it. He thinks it makes him look fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, seriously, he won't wear it. So I have to go in there and we have to go through the whole thing, show her the paperwork that he's a service dog. I've never heard of a service dog self-conscious about their service dog uniform. Yes. But uh, this, this really, is the first I, I would want to wear it. Would you want to wear it? It's bright no, red. No, probably. Probably not. Okay, it's not very, yeah, it's not very complimentary. Okay, so is Belmont, is that it? Belmont Park? No, 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 it's Belltown. Belltown. Belltown Park, and we'll put all these dog-friendly locations up at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Hold on for a second, we got stuff for your dog. Jersey is your dog's name? Jersey, okay, we got stuff for Jersey coming up right here. Hold on one second. 1-866-405-8405. If you want to be next week's Dodge Journey Pet Destination, call us now. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? Hi, this is Greg Rickard from The Young and the Restless on Animal Radio, encouraging you to spay and neuter your pets. Thank you guys so much. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com.
feel so lucky that every weekend I get to surround myself with such talent like Dr. Debbie, a true veterinarian medical practitioner who knows everything about a lot of animals. Also, groomer Joey Volani, best groomer I know, also just great on TV, too. Our new QVC king, <laughs> dog father Joey Volani. I'd like to say that uh, I thought of that name, Dogfather, and now it's kind of stuck. Oh, look at you. That's, yes, that's right. That's right. That's um, I'm actually, it's funny because come September, I'm doing a um, a seminar out in Las Vegas, and oh. um, it's, it's, it has to, the, the name of it is How I Became the Dogfather. Oh, very cool. So, very cool. See, I'm using, I'm using your name to headline my seminar. I love it. Animal communicator Joy Turner is also here today, and our pet travel expert, Susan Sims. And, of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And uh, he can help you with your dog problems. I guess you probably gathered that by the dog wizard name. Uh, Joey Volani, though, it is time for his tip of the day. It's not so much a tip of the day. Or the week. Or the week. It's it's really about his business, which is about grooming. His business is about grooming. It's, it's about groom, but this is important. This is as an important as the tip of the week because I have a lot of people that want to know how come my pet grooming is costing me so much money. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, it doesn't cost you all that much money. And I'm going to break it down for you right now. Okay. First, I'm going to start out with my haircuts, okay? I go to Supercuts every two weeks. Wait, wait, okay? wait. Joey Volani, the, the groomer extraordinaire, goes to huh. Supercuts? And I'm going to tell you why I found the greatest. I found the greatest person to cut my hair in supercuts. Okay. So, uh, yes, yes, I use supercuts, and um, <laughs> she's wonderful. Um, so I go to supercuts, and it costs me I think fifteen dollars and ninety cents. Well, that's without the tip. Sure. So I start. So my first week is is just say fifteen dollars. Then I go two weeks later, it's fifteen dollars, so that's thirty dollars. Then I go two weeks later, it's another fifteen, which is forty-five, and I go two weeks out from there, which is sixty dollars. So that's six weeks. Now that's just for a haircut. Okay, that's not washing. That's nothing. I'm in the chair for five, ten minutes tops. Bing, bang, boom. I'm gone. But now, your dog, the average pet grooming price is from $45 to, say, $60. Now, there are some less, like if you, if I'm going to groom Ladybug um, and charge somebody, I'm going to charge a lot less. Uh-huh. And if I'm going to, you know, groom a um, standard poodle, it's, it's going to be a lot more. But let's say your general price is between $45 and $60. Now, I just want to tell you this. When you go get your haircut, Hal, okay, yes. do they... Um, Today, today, clip your sanitary areas. The barber say, "Bend over. I'm going to shave your butt." Okay? Or does he squeeze your anal glands? Now, sometimes I, I go there and I ask if they can, but they won't do it yeah. for me. Uh, do you get a manicure on top of that? Now, think if you're going to get a manicure and a pedicure on top of that. Do they clean your ears? Do you bite the barbecue? Do you crap and pee in the kennel? Okay? And on top of that, you get washed, blow dried, pampered, and a haircut. You get all of that, okay, within that price range. And you do it once every six weeks. So I don't think it's all that expensive for the amount of work that is actually going into the pet. And the other thing is I hope you don't come come there come in with matted hair in, in, into your you know, when 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 you get your, your, your hair trimmed. So what we're doing is a service. The other thing, people, I'm gonna be honest with you, I listen, I wanna eat steak and drive nice cars too. Okay. So besides everything else you know you gotta you gotta pay that little luxury um you know fee on top of it yeah. um only joking but 
I, I think it's a fair assessment of why groomers charge what they charge. <laughs> yeah, you know, your, your hair cutter would charge more if you ran around in the mud for six weeks and came in with matted, dirty yes, hair. Yes. They'd charge more, too. Or if you asked to have your anal glands expressed yeah. or something like that. It, exactly, exactly. Like I said, I, you know, I asked them, but they never want to do it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, good news from Joey that it's good to take your dog to the groomer and it's that don't be bitching about the price, okay? Because really, yes, it's just cheap as it is. And speaking of cheap... You can get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com. Now is the time to help your older pet. You'll get huge discounts at the same time. Now, this is not 10%. This is not 15%, not 20 This is 25%, wow. a full quarter off your entire order from SeniorPetProducts.com. All you got to do is look for the Animal Radio logo at SeniorPetProducts.com. Oh, oh, and yeah. I want to add something to that. Yes. I, and if you go there and you buy your brushes and combs and yeah. you brush your pet out and you comb your pet, your grooming may be cheaper. So you're even oh. saving more money by purchasing... Yeah, there you go. There so you go. not only the 25%, but the cost that it would cost to uh, groom your animal if you exactly. maintain it. Okay, put in Radio SPP. Come on, Joey. I just need to put this, just get this out there. Radio SPP, it's so important. Radio SPP, I want you to tattoo it on your arm. I think there's a place for you to put it over there. And anytime you run into anybody... Joey, because you're on TV now, QVC, all this kind of stuff. Flash us on QVC. I want you to put Radio SPP on a tattoo, and everybody should look for that. And then, of course, put it in the uh, promo- as the promotional code in the Senior Pet Products and get 25% off your entire purchase. Boy, I really bent over backwards for that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I wanted to mention, if you missed any part of today's show... You can download the podcast from the website after it airs across the country on AnimalRadio.com. Head on over there as well as you can get discounts, uh, all kinds of good things. AnimalRadio.com. 1-866-405-8405 is our number. It's open all week long. We have an answering machine there if we're not in the studio. If you have a question, you don't want to come on the air, but you want to talk to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani or to animal communicator Joey Turner, we're all here during the week. You can also email us at yourvoice at AnimalRadio.com. We also all have our own independent email addresses. That's all over at AnimalRadio.com. I know that uh, Joey's is Joey at AnimalRadio.com. Generally, I think it's all our first names. Just the first names. First names. We're, we're on yeah. a first name basis here. In fact, I just wanted to be a first letter basis. They didn't like that. I was like, just call me. They didn't, yeah, it they didn't, didn't give enough identification <laughs> yeah. there. But they're, they're probably right, those uh, radio gods. So we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Go give your pet a big old kiss from all of us here at Animal Radio. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.